0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 106 in Edmonton, hour number two, Oilers Now, Bob Stauffer at Rogers Place, where last night we had a beauty this morning. We got some tough news involving Darnell Nurse. Uh, hopefully just two to three weeks. I don't know if Dave Tippett has quite spoken yet. This is Orders now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. On this show, guests receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Open a serve you in any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at JvEdmonton.ca. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. And we bring aboard sportsnet's Mark Specter for the horses and horse racing Alberta live standard. Bed racing returns to Century Mile Race tomorrow. You can always watch and wager online at HBI Mark Spector, how you doing? Pretty fair. Bob, how you doing? Good. Are you in the catacombs or are you doing this one on Zoom?
1: I am not. Uh, I am not. I'm on IR right now. Bobby hurt my back a little bit. Lower body injury. You know, carrying these segments the last little while. Your back can only put up with so much,
0: eh? Oh, <laughs> You, what were you out shoveling the snow and gotten a little bit of a chest cold type thing starting up the uh, car? What up?
1: Uh, I spent a day shoveling a bunch of dirt on Monday and uh, put my back out pretty good here. So uh, I'm taking a little bit of time, getting straightened out here, and I should be back at
0: her on Monday. All right, because I know that uh, you just slave away at things on a day-to-day basis. So I know you weren't downstairs by an 1140 because I was uh, here. We have to get, uh, as you know, Mark, we have to get tested when we go to the state. So I was in a little bit early. The testing uh, time's a little earlier. Uh, Well, first, we'll get to the news on Nurse in a second, and specifically on Nurse and then Broberg. But what a game last night, Mark.
1: Yeah, it was really, a, you know, every once in a while you get the, the all the ingredients for what becomes a bit of a playoff game, right? You know, you get Winnipeg beat Edmonton five in a row and handed it to Winnipeg the other night, and Edmonton had enough of that. And, you know, the coach has been harping on Edmonton about goals against for a while here, and, and the Oilers came out yesterday and played a game that, you know, they've, like, they were going to say, okay, enough of these goals against. We're going to compete. Winnipeg competed, and it was... Every it, was, it really was very playoff-like, Bob. Every puck, everybody competed hard. Now it's 0-0 after 20. Now it's 0-0 after 40. And both sides are saying, okay, you know what? This has turned into an important game. We want to win this game now. This isn't just game 15 or 16 of the season. And they all played like it. Man, it was intense and hard-hitting and... It wasn't just another game in November, that's for
0: sure. Well, the orders are—I mean, right now the Jets don't have Paul Stashney in their lineup, and they got a good team. They're vastly improved. On They're a really good team, right? Yep. They got a, a top-five goalie in the world. They're way better on D. They didn't have Stashney. The orders—you know, Mike Smith, their number-one goalie, not available. Uh, they basically got an entire line out front with with store, uh, Shore. Uh, along with Derek Ryan and Archibald, right? Like those guys are all counted to be in their top se- or bottom six to start the season. So Edmonton's depth was challenged. Um, I, I liked uh, improved play from the third line. Uh, the goaltending Skinner speaks for itself, and that's where I guess I want to go next. I mean, the Oilers didn't have all their horses, but do they have a young uh, emerging colt that? could be an option for this team long-term, Mark. And maybe he's accelerated ahead of the process of where we thought he'd be at this stage because of injury, but you can't. You, you have to kind of like what we saw last night, didn't you?
1: Well, you never know what you have until you play the player, right? You know, you can, I mean, I think we've seen a guy that's that's fulfilled his, his development responsibilities in the AHL. Yep. right. He's been there a long time, and he's proven that he's an excellent AHL goalie. Okay, so check that box off. So now eventually the guy's got to come up and the guy's got to play. And now we find out, you know, and and he certainly acquitted himself well in in, in Buffalo. You know, the only reason they lose that game, in my opinion, is he gave up a wood. They gave up three breakeries in the second period or something. Yeah, they had a tough um, night. Yeah, they, I mean, he was the goaltending was fine, and last night the goal he went blow for blow with uh, one of the best goalies in the game, of as the winner. So, you know, it's it's a funny world out there. Like we all sit here and talk about how Ken Holland needs to make find that next goalie, and he needs to get younger, and needs to get better, and where is he going to go, and who are we going to trade, and how many first round picks, and yeah, Wood law says you don't have that guy under your nose the whole time, right? I I'm not going to tell you he's the answer to the future of goaltending in Edmonton. But I'll tell you what I'm not going to do, Bob. I'm not going to say he's not because we're, we're about to find out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Speck, you ever sit there and just, you know, the last home game here, McDavid walked four guys and scored it. An un- and it was an electric feeling, Kevin Lowe retirement, all that stuff going on. The building was just, well, there was a pretty good feeling, even though, you know, maybe not quite as much, many fans in the house last night. But, you know, the Jets are a good team. They just scored. And then Connor does it again, Mark.
1: Yeah, and you know I'm not the first to say it. this isn't the fifth goal in a five-one win, right? You know, both goals tied the game uh, late in the third period, relatively late. Very goals where Edmonton was on the ropes and needed something to happen. Hey, man, like what are you asking me, Bob, to to find a find more more adjectives to describe Connor McDavid? Like I ran out about. Three years ago, pal. <laughs> you
0: know, I, I'm like everyone else.
1: Is this out there. the I'll most watch. exciting player in the league? And is this the most exciting <laughs>
0: oh. player in the league in the last 25 years? Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah,
1: yes, he absolutely is. He's the most exciting player in this league since Mariola Lemieux left it. Um, you know, and I mean, we all have the deepest respect for Sidney Crosby, and he's a, obviously a Hall of Fame player. But uh, Sid Crosby's version of excitement wasn't quite as you know overt as mcdavid i mean sid's a great 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 player but i don't remember him going through four guys one night and three guys the next uh you know mcdavid is if you landed from mars and watched mcdavid play you didn't know anything about hockey you'd get excited fast there's no there he's not subtle bob (laughs) you know he pulls you out of your chair man and and look at that. That goal, some guys, guys don't go, go a 1,000-game careers and don't score one goal like that. He's got two in the same season, Bob.
0: Yeah, it's just its ridiculous. Mark, you know what? Everton's they're not a perfect team. Uh, I think we're comfortable in saying they're a good team. Maybe they're not a great team. I think we both think there's going to be some additions along the, the way as the season goes on here. But you know what they are? They're a real good special teams team. And they have been for the three years uh, since Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair came aboard. Glenn Gullitson, uh part of that power play, he kind of oversees that baby. They're clicking at about 40%. They've had the best power play in the NHL the last three seasons. And the penalty killing went from 30th to 2nd, ninth last year in the Canadian Division with two teams, Winnipeg and um the Leafs that had pretty good power plays at, at various different times during the year. They're back to second again on the PK, and they stymied the Jets in overtime at 4-3. And, and that was part of the reason why they got the victory last night, Mark. That PK, it's pretty good. Oh, it's really good. And, you know, these
1: are the things that it's like it helps to score. you got to score to win. It's great to have good power play. We love that. But you know when it gets tight and when things get tough. And again, last night was a little, a tiny little window into playoff hockey. And how are you going to do? You know, it was it wasn't a series, but it was sixty minutes playoff hockey, and that penalty kill, you know, really saved the day. It's it's now without Darnell Nurse on it, that's gonna that's a dent in that PK for sure.
0: And Cuckoo. Because Cuckoo's on the PK as well. Yeah, Cuckoo's on the PK as well. I'd say
1: that in in a short-term situation, Chris Russell could probably step into that spot in the PK, but let's see how they handle it.
0: All right. Well, Uh, how big of a loss is Darnell Nurse? And we think it's... What's the average right now? 23 minutes? uh, No, 25. And we're hoping... 25, He's top 10 in the league in time and ice. We're hoping it's just a two- or three-week thing with Darnell.
1: Yeah, so a huge debt, Bob. I mean... Two things here. It's a huge debt. You can't say it's not. It's 25 minutes. He His, his minutes make him your number one defenseman. Uh, there's no getting away from any of that. The other side of this thing is, though, Bob, every team in the league loses good players. You know, McKinnon's been out in Colorado. Crosby and Malkin have been out in Pittsburgh, right? Pedersen missed so much time in Vancouver. You go on and on. Everyone loses guys. Vegas has got your... half their team yeah, out, Mark. Yeah, Vegas got half their team. So, I'm listening to you know, I was listening to the sports radio and the other station this morning and, and there was a lot of panic going on. Oh my god, we gotta trade for guys and what are they gonna do? You know what you're gonna do? You're gonna weather the storm. Right,
0: you're guys gonna are going to see where up. Philip Broberg is at right now. That's what you're going to do.
1: You are, you are, and right, and you know, guys are going to have to play a few more minutes. Like Duncan Keith's not going from 19 minutes to 25, but he's going to go from 19 or whatever he's at on the stats in front of me. He's going to go. He's up.
0: at 19 minutes. He was. Yeah,
1: he's at 19. So he's probably going to go to 21. You know, he's going to get a couple extra shifts tonight for sure. And hopefully he can weather it. And CeCe's going to play a touch more. And, you know, you're going to ask Bouchard to take on a touch more responsibility than he had. The guys are going to survive. It's They're a good enough team now. There was a time, Bob, when a loss of this player would would you'd watch them lose eight of the next ten. Um, they're not that team anymore. They'll weather it
0: just fine. 12-4 on the season, the Edmonton Oilers. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Mark Spector. You mentioned Bouchard. I could see him becoming sort of the lead guy on the uh, second unit power play in the back end. I think that's a given. Um, it's, it, it should be interesting tomorrow against Chicago. They appear, marked to have righted the ship. And the Blackhawks have always, tell me this, do they have the, the same sort of, is there any way they could have the same reputation after what happened? With uh, Bradley Aldrich and uh, you know uh, all the stuff that uh, transpired with the video coach—that's uh, that is involving Kyle Beach. I mean, it, do we has it tarnished the legacy and the reputation of the Blackhawks in your opinion?
1: Well, t- small picture, of course. Like it to me, it tarnishes the legacy of well the former management team, no question. You yeah. know, I think in in you know to me the people that are most directly responsible for not handling that situation properly and obviously the perpetrator they're all gone they're not part of that team you know mcdonough's gone bowman has gone alders is gone uh you know we can there's a lot of fingers to be pointed There's a lot of people that could have done more i'm not saying there's not so big picture i mean you know i still look at the blackhawks and think about tony esposito and stan mikita and you know Danny Savard and it doesn't tarnish my view of of all of that of the old stadium and all that but this championship team and that group of people you know you sure you can't do anything but look at them with a little bit of a different eyeball and they've been disassembled to a certain extent because of that
0: Mark the next time you and me are on together I'll be flying with the orders to Dallas on Monday. You and me sure. will be doing, uh, spending some time. You'll still be on the IR, but not the LTIR, because uh, I think we can work on the cap flexibility to slide somebody better than you in on the show at roughly the same amount of prices. You should be easily replaceable next man up, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but with all seriousness, are we going to... Do you think the Edmonton Elks are going to have an announcement Monday or Tuesday, uh, given how the season has gone?
1: Well. Oh who can predict what's going on with the elk's like if, if, if a normal franchise a well run franchise if the franchise is doing it the right way yeah they'd have an announcement you know the the current regime has done an exceptionally poor job and it's it's some things need to change and i consider myself really a fan i do not cover that team ball but i'm really not close to it but what I have seen is an organization that is not that functional, an organization that gave up a, uh, you know, that gave up assets and signed a contract for a quarterback out of Toronto but they've sat in the headset the rest of the season. They could have got as a free agent in the middle of the winter. So, you know, would a normal organization, a, a functional, a, a well-run organization, have a major announcement coming up next week? You darn right they would. Will this one, oh, Bobby? You and me. Let's go flip a coin. I'll give you an answer.
0: Oh, I think they will. I'll tell you that right now. I think something will be coming here early next, and Monday would be the day to do it. With the orders flying out of town. We Mark... need some respect
1: back in this town, Bob. That that organization needs to earn. Right? It needs to earn some respect back in this town.
0: That's Mark Specter. Spec. Thanks for your time. Get well. All right, Bobby. Thanks. I always found if you combine a little bit of vodka with uh, Bailey's and uh, take a couple T threes, usually you can. Anyhow, uh, just joking. Uh, we got Dave Jackson coming up. He is now with uh, ESPN and a longtime NHL official. Uh, He will join us today at 135, Kurt Hill, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, who've got uh, one of the best teams in junior hockey. Three of the top five teams in the country this year currently are in the Western League. Winnipeg, they're like 16 or 17 and 1 this year. With a couple draft double bajoles uh, for the upcoming 2022 NHL draft, including a local product, Matthew Savoy. Carter Savoy in Denver in action tonight. It's going to be some eyes on him because of the cancellation of a couple of games at the HL level. So uh, the Oilers will have some uh, individuals in checking. Uh, Carter Savoy, Matthew Savoy, and Connor Geeky are the uh, two players that the Minip- uh, Winnipeg Ice have that are potential top 20 uh, overall picks. The Oil Kings have three first-rounders and just got Jake Neighbors back, and they're the only team to beat Winnipeg this season. We will tell you, You can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. When I come back, we'll get to some of your texts. You're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe
1: to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad.
0: 125 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. You already know the cars cost less in Oitaskwood, but did you know the Brent Ridge Ford in Oitaskwood? 10 times. Presence Award winners for customer satisfaction. What does it mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations and making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes with the exception of GST. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends Uncle Milt, the birthday boy Rich, at least in the next 24 hours or so, Johnny and the gang at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. All right, we at this time will head back in to the Ashley Floors text line. Jarrett says, Bob, thank you for your great show. I live in Vancouver, but listen to your show every day. With the nurse injury, I'm curious if there's any word on Clefbaum coming back this season from Jarrett. Uh, Jarrett, I would suggest to you, uh, first of all, thank you for uh, saying that we have a great show. Some people might argue that with you. Uh, but uh, there's, no, uh, Oscar Clefbom is not coming back this season. Uh, he did get surgery. Um, I guess you'd never say never, but I would say that we might be looking at a guy that doesn't end up playing hockey again. It's unfortunate. I mean, the guy was a legitimate top three NHL defenseman. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Fletch in Calgary says, just a reminder, Yesapol Yarvey, 16 games with six goals and eight assists, 14 points, and he plays with McDavid. Matthew Kachuk, 17 games, eight goals, seven assists for 15 points, and he doesn't play with McDavid. Oilers blew another draft choice, not taking Kachuk. Well, everybody in that draft had uh, Yesapol Yarvey higher than Matthew Kachuk. I'll throw it out there to the listeners. Who would you rather have on the team? Is so that even a fair question? The Bison King? Yes, a Paul Yarvey? Or Matthew Kachuk? Because, according to Fletch in Calgary, and hey, I'm the first to tell you, Matthew Kachuk's a pretty good player. Who'd you rather have on the team? That's what I want to know. Texas at 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, the order should have claimed Kyle Clifford on waivers from Dude Love, making an old school reference. Was Dude Love not a character in the WWE or the WWF, whatever it was back then? Was that not one of Mick Foley's characters, Dude Love? Uh, one of the great actors? Uh, this texter says, "Kachuk, without a doubt, he's got some heart. Well, I think yes, has boy, Harvey uh has uh has some heart as well. I think most of the listeners would agree with that. Uh cleft Bomb uh will give you a third pairing with Barry. Sounds like a Stanley Cup defense to me. Oh wow, there you go. Again, Texas 7804960063. Off to a Global News weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with uh ESPN. Uh former NHL official rules analyst Dave Jackson when we return to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer,
1: weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.